0: now it's time to ask well how do you celebrate we put all the peas in the same pot right now just <laughs> line them up for you what do i do to uh, properly celebrate pentecost as a christian all right so strictly from scripture here and jehovah said to moses go to the people consecrate them today and tomorrow now they were at mount sinai have them wash their clothes, be ready by the third day, because on that day, Jehovah will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. That's Exodus 19. So the Israelites had three days to prepare to receive the Torah in Mount Sinai. They were told to wash their clothes and stay ritually pure. So essentially, you have this three-day preparation phase, which really began yesterday, but you're preparing for Pentecost. So number one would be, Prepare for it. Don't let it just sneak up on you, pass you <laughs> by, or you go. Why well, is Pentecost Sunday? And there's there's an intentional preparation for it, and it is obviously uh, it's not about washing your clothes, but in terms of us as Christians living out our Christianity those sins it says can go before you or behind you and they're stain. we all have our righteousness is like filthy rags so we have a lot of themes there to tell us that what he's saying is look at what's going on in your life look at your actions look at your words look at your thoughts where are you at get the blood of jesus to be washing and cleansing make sure all that's prepared they had already had passover now they're journeying on so this is that next phase all right so Pentecost is a time to intentionally prepare yourself to receive more of the Holy Spirit. Customarily, there's a study and a discussion of the Torah would start at dusk before uh, Pentecost and carry on throughout the watches of the night as a remembrance of those three days of preparation so they could receive God's word in Mount Sinai. So they would study a portion of all five books of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, the writings of Moses. They also would read the book of Ruth. Now, Ruth is considered a Gentile harvested into Israel. Again, it's the harvest season, second of the first fruits. The Torah reading for the Sabbath immediately preceding Shavuot is called Bamidbar. It means in the wilderness. It's believed that the Torah was given in the wilderness to demonstrate that it was not the property of a tribe, but rather was available to anyone mm. who chose to claim it as theirs. Mm. Now, Ruth is often considered to be the pioneer of all who choose or convert to follow the living God, just as Jews accepted the Torah at Mount Sinai. They believe Ruth, Chapter 1, 16 and 17, probably the most famous verse, if anybody knows the verse from Ruth, it's probably this one, is considered her conversion statement. Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or turn back from following after you, for wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Yehovah, do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me now Ruth is in the line of King David and therefore Yeshua Jesus her husband Boaz owned the ancestral land of the family in Bethlehem Ephrathah Ephrat, where Jesus was born it's believed that David was born and died on Pentecost so you also kinda of look at David's life as an example of our life journey so that's kinda of the word portion of it so those two things you prepare and part of your preparation is you're reading you're digging and you're studying and you're just um, just kind of going where God leads you mm-hmm. to. Now, always my favorite part, Pentecost foods. All right. yes. Passover yes. is about deliverance from sin and oppression, and it has a Seder with lamb and wine and unleavened bread, and there's candles, and there's songs, and Passover is everybody's favorite, right? Well, Pentecost has none of that. Pentecost was their arrival at Sinai, meeting with God, receiving the Law and Commandments. But... You know, to make it extra special, it was also the springboard event to enter the promised land of milk and honey. So at Pentecost, you eat cheese plates, mm. cheesecake, quiche. They remember the wheat harvest with bread, pasta, and pizza. They're both great. The most popular Pentecost food is cheesecake. It's so popular that some call Shavuot Cheesecake Day. So I'll take it. They're kind of missing the whole point there. But nonetheless, I like for, cheesecake. for the yeah. food... Or uh, tiramisu, any of those kind of things. Very cheesy desserts. So, ah, cheesy. I love that kind of cheesy, too. <laughs> so the verse from Deuteronomy 26, he brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Yehovah, have given me. So there's this tie-in with uh, fruit and honey. So uh, you have our milk and honey. So those are the themes. Milk, milky things, honey, and, of course, wheat, because it's the heat war- harvest. Okay, so that's the the basic things. Now let's dig into the sum up, uh, kind of the spiritual side of what is Pentecost, what is God doing ultimately. Okay, so number one, it's something beyond and separate from our salvation. If you've been taught otherwise, that's simply not scriptural. John 20 tells us that after his resurrection, Jesus came to the disciples and he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Hmm. that verse has caused many christians to confuse receiving the spirit which occurred directly after the resurrection and happens when we're saved with the baptism of the spirit which first occurred at pentecost and uh, 50 days later and is a separate event involving the holy spirit in the same way when we confess and receive christ as our savior we're told not to get we're told to get baptized in water directly after you don't have to be in the water to get saved right right? you they're they're connected right all right so likewise when we receive the Spirit of God into our hearts at salvation we're told to wait for the Holy Spirit to baptize us with fire and speaking in tongues those are things that he told us at salvation we become God's temple he dwells in us through the Holy Spirit 1 Corinthians 6, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not what happens to you as part of your salvation. Acts chapter 1, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. which he said, you've heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. He's not baptizing us with the Spirit to save us, as part of Passover and the, and the cross, This is Pentecost. Now, the baptism of the Spirit comes with speaking in tongues, a baptism of fire and the power which emboldens us and overflows us. Acts 19, and when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. In other words, they testified as a witness to his presence. So one of the first real outflowings of the Holy Spirit should be your testimony, a testifying to others. Acts chapter 2, I'll pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Again, it's a little better to think testified, because a lot of times we say prophesy, which is the right word, but it does carry some other themes with it. Acts chapter 1, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, he's giving us power not to be on display to say, check me out, but <laughs> to be his witnesses. Right corinthians 12 there are many spiritual gifts including the word of wisdom the word of knowledge faith healing the working of miracles prophecy discerning of spirits different kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues the spirit distributes them individually as he wills and that's just a reminder that everything we taught today is you know it'd be wonderful it all worked the same way for everybody the baptism uh, some people have Just like for me, I didn't even know it existed and showed up and boom there and suddenly I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit. For others, they seek and seek and seek and seek and sometimes don't get until very longer and sometimes a week or a month or a year or many years go by. So, you know what, whatever God has in store for you just don't stop seeking and don't go yeah. Ooh,
1: now I'm full. Well to me it's it's another example of it's actually good that it's a little different for everybody else cuz then there'd be a whole another denomination or religion built on how it happened for this person or that person. It's sure. the same way that you know Jesus healed differently. You know, if he'd, every time he healed the blind, put the, you know, spit in the mud and put it on the, then we'd have a whole church built on putting mud in people's eyes. (laughs) So I think it's good that it's a little different for everybody. The spit and mud church would be great. (laughs) So number
0: three, he is restoring the intimacy of his presence, Mm. which we lost in the Garden of Eden. I think that's a big one. Sin not only led to our spiritual and physical death, it separated us from God's intimate presence. He is enabling us to go from redeemed to empowered, from indwelt to overflowing, I'll say it again, from glory to glory. Yes, amen. Romans 8, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't make a different kind of Christian. He fills you with His presence and leads you with His presence. Empowers you with His presence. Equips you with His presence. Comforts you with His presence. We need His presence. Bottom line is... Why in the world would you not seek it? You know so if somebody steers you in a direction that you're, you stop seeking it or saying, "Well, it, well, it, come, it can come without the speaking of tongues." Again, you start adding things and taking away from scripture, you're just going to get yourself out on your own on some side road, and in the end, you're going to be missing something really, really important. And number four, the last one, the to kind of sum up point, God is putting his law in our minds and writing it on our hearts so that we know him intimately this is something that doesn't happen in salvation it's very clearly scripturally something he releases from heaven through Mm -hmm. the holy spirit and it is comes through this baptism of the holy spirit and here's what it says but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things will remind you of everything i've said to you and you know i gotta say a lot of times people will assume that i know uh, all of this and that is just somehow stuck in my brain somewhere. That is not the way it works. <laughs> this is this is what God does for us. This yeah. is a gift that He gives us, and He nurtures us and grows us in it. It's not something we, you know, like we're not a big container that we could stay full. It's by being in His presence that we're drawn deeper into His presence. So, and that, in kind of a nutshell, is Pentecost. That's mm. a very big nutshell we
1: people <laughs> uh, throughout the day yeah well, no it, it's been another great example of this the layers of what the lord has put there for us to dig into and find out more about him and uh this is you know we talked about it earlier the the crucial nature of the holy spirit in being followers of jesus y- you you can be redeemed you can you can have your salvation but to truly be empowered and walk in what he has for us have to have the holy spirit wouldn't you agree nathan yes i would uh i just read a book on the holy spirit and i was amazed at how much there was to the holy spirit because i think so many people kind of talk about the father and the son only Mm -hmm. and they don't realize the power of the spirit and the the role of the spirit within creation within our walk with god um it's actually the spirit that enters our hearts and draws us to god and reveals the things of god to us and It's the spirit of God that helps us understand the scriptures. And uh, as Paul says, you know, the gospel to those that are perishing, it's foolishness. But to us, it's the power of God to save. The difference is the spirit in our hearts. Yes. (laughs) You know, without the spirit, we would read the Bible and think it's foolishness. But because we have the spirit, we think, wow, this is the power of God. Amen. Well, Sunday is Pentecost. If you haven't been filled, it's a good time to be asking for it from God. And we are grateful that we've been able to dive into it with you with our general manager, Ray Haynes. And here at the end with Nathan, I'm Quincy, and we're grateful for you staying tuned to Victory 91.5.